0: Hello and welcome to the garden church podcast we've been waiting for you we pray this message inspires encourages and blesses you thanks for listening um we are as i said in the middle of this series called The Blessed Life. And um, it, I pray it has been a blessing to you, into your life. Because we're just not talking about our wallets, we're talking about our lives. Because as we've been speaking um, about things to do with finances, it's actually about our hearts. And building our hearts and aligning our hearts. In fact, there's been some of the messages that we've been preaching on. The first message in the series was it's all about the heart. Where your treasure is, there your heart will lie also. We've also spoken about it's a test. That it's a test. Are you going to trust God with your income? Are you going to trust God with your income? And then my wife, a couple of weeks ago, spoke on the power of a seed which was so significant, and you've got to see something that, yes, while it is about finances, it's so much more than that because they're principles to apply to our lives. In fact, um, we did a church survey at the beginning of the year um, in this church, and um, one of the questions was, what are you challenged with most at this present time? And there was many responses that came back um, talking about uh, the challenges around time and money, which were really quite significant. And so this series, it just echoed what I was sensing in God, that this will be such an appropriate series to address those challenges of time and money, particularly this message today that I'm wrapping up in the next 10 minutes. Uh, if you can believe for miracles, you can believe for that. Um, oh, You gave me an hour anyway, so I'm, I'm fine. Um, so... This is really addressing those thoughts. The the title of my message today, and it's possibly the most important of this series. So if I don't finish it today, I'll wrap it up next week. Um, It's called this, The Principle of First. The Principle of First. We live in a world of life hacks. (laughs) Uh, Of life hacks. We want to raise kids by having a life hack. We want a marriage just by a life hack. Um, Now, I'm not against life hacks, but they're good to get wine out of carpet or stains out of carpet, but not to build a life upon because we can't hack our way through life. We'll hack our life up if we hack our way through life. But rather, God is kinder than that, that he gives us principles and patterns to apply to our life, that when we apply them to our life, we will find our life blessed. Now, some of you still struggle with that word blessed, because even in the Greek, it means to be happy, to be envious. It's like, well, Jesus doesn't want my life to be happy or envious, because he's the big fun sponge. Oh, really? Really? So he created the colour of the cosmos, and he's boring, is he? He created the birds, the sky, the flowers, the ocean, and he's boring, is he? <laughs> One of his, the most famous speeches ever is the Sermon on the Mount. Just the, even in secular society, it's the most famous speeches ever. And a big part of that is Jesus speaking about how to be blessed. It, don't get me wrong. It's different than what, what the world would say how to be blessed. But it's nevertheless, blessed are those hunger and thirst after righteousness. You know the story, the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed blessed means to be envious, to be happy in our heart. And we can't life hack our way to a blessed life. <laughs> but we apply patterns from the Word of God. Jesus right at the centre. We apply principles. That's why this message today is the principle of first. Your life is built or rebuilt through patterns and principles. Patterns are habits you live by. Principles are kingdom laws that when you apply to your life will help you build a godly life. That's why this Sermon is so critical. It's the principle of first. You say, well, "What is it about?" Well, I'm going to take you back to the first scripture of the first book of the Bible, Genesis, the book of beginnings. Genesis one one. It's right here. The principle of first. Here it is: Genesis one one. In the beginning, God. So, so he was pre-existent. He existed before there was anything. Just get your head around that if you can tell me how that works, but uh, it just is, that before there was anything, as we know it, there was God. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So what was first? It's not a trick question. What, what was first? Come on, church. You, you, you are garden church, right? You, you respond, right? We respond. So what was first? Verse 2, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So this is very interesting that if God is first in your life, then everything else will come into order eventually. The question is, would you rather go through tribulation with everything in order or out of order? And if he's not first, then nothing will come into water. That's why this is talking on the principle of first. The first thought very quickly is that the first is God's. The first is God's. That this is seen through all of Scripture. Now once again, this is not just about finances. This is about our life. Exodus 13. Then the Lord said to Moses, dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites the first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to who? This is God speaking who does it belong to? He says it belongs to me. That's why through scripture God says when you that it is mine I am the owner that's what God God is saying he's saying it is first it belongs to to me. Once again in Leviticus 27:30, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, this is God speaking, belongs to the Lord, it is holy to the Lord. That's why we bring the first. That's why we bring our first to God, we don't give our first. It's because it is the Lord's. You, you don't bring what belongs to somebody else. Uh, rather, you don't give what belongs to somebody else. You bring it to God. And, and, and really, the inference is, is, is that if it's not brought first, we're actually robbing from God. Now, once again, this is through all, every part of our life. I need to summarise this message in a few minutes, but it's the first of your day. Straight away, you're going to, to money, which is very significant because that is the first. It really, really is a the first. There's a principle of first. But it's the first of your day. The first belongs to the Lord. If the first thing we do is on our social media accounts, guess what? You're robbing from God. There's no condemnation in Jesus, but there's love and truth. So I'm speaking love and truth to you right now. Now, I'm not anti that, but if it goes there, the first is God's. You say, I've got a young baby, I'll wake up with the cries of a baby. God knows your season. He's, graceful. He's grace. graceful and merciful. When they're old enough, you'll be able to explain to them, look, I'm just having some time with the Lord. This is the first. That's raising children in the ways of the Lord. You're here today on a Sunday. It's the first day of the week. We're giving our first to God. We're giving our first to the Lord. When it comes to tithes and offerings, we bring... The first to God. In fact, I had this illustration. I've got some monopoly money in my pocket here. <laughs> There's ten $100 bills. Who wants a $100 bill? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do, like I do. Now, the question is which is the tithe? Which is the tithe? Is it random? Any? No, it's the first that leaves my hand. It's the first that leaves my hand, because the first is God's. We give the first thing we we to you know the first thing to when we wake up in the morning. Sometimes we give to doubts or fears or regrets. That's the power of the first thing you do in the morning, of giving it to the Lord. It might be thirty seconds. Thirty seconds in His hand is is powerful. It is I think, the second or third point, and I've got to wrap up with this really. When the first is God's, the rest is redeemed. When the first is God's, even in your day, you're saying, oh, I don't have enough time in the day. When the first is the Lord's, the rest is redeemed. Be like, how did I get so much done today? Well, it's the principle of first. You see, the principle of first is not about a law. It's about obedience of faith, to believe that God can do more with the 90 than I can do with the 100. It's the principle of putting him first. And you know what? Each one of us, each one of us today, myself included, will be constantly challenged with Jesus being central and first in our life. If not every day, in every season. <laughs> uh, because we naturally just tend to either put other things in front of Jesus or ourselves. or Jesus knows that. That's why he's reminding us today by his spirit that. And this is really my last point. I'm skipping to point number four is that Jesus doesn't do second. He just doesn't do second. The story goes, maybe I'll go to that scripture. I'm confusing these guys up there right now because I'm going all over the place, but that's all right. Genesis 4. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops. Everyone says some of his crops. This is Adam and Eve's children, right? Right back in the beginning. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. Watch this. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. So harsh God. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. What's the point here? The point there's two sons, two farmers, one of them's Um, you know, growing crops, that is Cain. Cain is a farmer and he brings an offering. Not first fruits, not the first. He brings an offering to God. Some of his crops, not the firsts. And God rejected his offering. So harsh. If you think it's harsh, you'll miss this, this point here. And Abel, who's a cattle farmer, he brings the firstborn. And he brings it as an offering to God, and that was accepted and received by God. Why did God reject one and receive the other? It wasn't that he was harsh. It's just that God cannot do second. You see, Abel was offering his first. Cain was just, you know, here's some old rotten bananas that I'm bringing to you. It's it's the, the leftovers. I'm doing you a favor, God. It's like, I just don't do second. Because there's some things that God cannot do. God can't act outside of himself. That's his character. God can't change. That's the immutability of God. If he could change, he could get better. And he's already perfect. God can't think the way that we think. He's omniscient. He knows all things. Omni meaning all and science meaning knowledge. He knows all things. You see, God doesn't think to figure things out. We think to figure things out. But God never says, oh, my self. <laughs> he, never does, he does that. He's, he's all-knowing. Another thing that God cannot do is that God cannot be second. And, and so when he is second place in our lives, we're going against the flow of the universe. Because Colossians 1 speaks about that he is the image of God, the total image of God. This is Jesus. And he's the firstborn amongst creation. So once again, right in the middle of creation, in the beginning was God. And so when we align our hearts to the place that God is first, when we put him first, make him Lord of our lives, number one, Lord of every area of our lives, we take on the same momentum that the whole cosmos has because the whole cosmos rotates around the very fact that Jesus is right at the centre. That's why a life where Jesus is at the centre just seems to work. Once again, I'm not talking about no battles. I'm just talking about that even in the midst of battles that it comes into order. I want the band to come. I, I, I had a senior pastor... That, that would say quite often, you can tell who's first in someone's life by seeing their bank account and their diary. You can all say, ouch, I'll say, ouch. C.S. Lewis says, aim at heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you'll get neither. Jesus himself said, but seek first. Seek what? Matthew, can you put that scripture up there as we close? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And watch some of those things. And all of these things will be given to you as well. Can I put it another way? When he's number one, you'll never come second. You'll never come second. He is too good. He is too good. And that takes faith. That takes just a resolve. It's like, well, I believe that your will is the best for my life, Jesus. I'm just a human. But you are God. You were there in the beginning. You saw me. You knew me. You love me. So I'm putting you number one. Another senior pastor would say, I was reminded of this this morning in my prayer when I was praying for you. He would say all the time, the senior pastor would say, if Jesus is not Lord of all. He's not Lord at all. I received the ouch in my spirit when I heard that echo in my heart again this morning. My response is what I'm calling us all. My response this morning is what I'm calling you to even today. Jesus, your Lord, putting you first. Putting you first, my marriage My finances, my parenting, my job, you're number one. I'm just so aware that the world will just tug and pull me away. I'll get distracted by other things, but I'm putting you central and right in the middle because you're first and you're first of my life. As I close, I was reminded this week of a little chat I had with a then a, a young little boy, maybe seven or eight years old. Now a 16-year-old man almost as tall as me, young man. But back then it was, God, uh, sorry, God, Dad, why do we go to church on Sundays? Why do you, we always have to do this. And I, I hear you and mom, you know, talking about giving your money to the, the, the church and to God. Like, why are you doing that? What he was asking, we've got to read between the lines as parents of your parents. He was asking, why is God first in your life? And I was reminded that in that moment um, of that discussion when my son was six or seven, I took him to this scripture. I was reminded of this scripture rather in Exodus 13 that says, And in the future, your children will ask you, what does all this mean? Once again, he's already been talking about putting God first in this passage. What does all this mean? Then you will tell them, with the power of his mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, the place of slavery. What, what are you talking about, John? Oh, I've never been to Egypt, never been in slavery. This is the point, is that when, for me, my child asks me, why are you putting God first? It's like, son, well... Let me make it really plain for you. He died for me, so I live for Him. (laughs) It's really not that complicated, but profound all at the same time that when we live with Him as central, you watch our lives be so blessed that it will amaze the people around you. When you're a kid, when the people around you say, why do you put God first? Well, simply, I was a slave in Egypt. <laughs> I was bound in my sin. I was bound in my insecurities, in my fears, in my failures. I was wrapped up. <laughs> I was going 100 kilometres an hour in the wrong direction. But Jesus, <laughs> but Jesus stepped in. I, I get amazed that even after me telling about us being set free from slavery, people would still wrestle, but, but but I don't know about giving God first. It's like really, really, it actually reflects our our heart. Even in the series like this, and it's awkward for all of us. Don't you worry, because it speaks about our heart, and, and, and so it does. It speaks about our heart when you're talking about putting God first. That we squirm in our uncomfortable nature that maybe I haven't given all to God. I'm not pointing at you, I'm speaking to me. That God's just saying, you know what, I am Lord. I'm Lord of the universe. The same moon that you admired through the week, the same stars you looked up and said, wow, that is just beautiful. The same sunrise that you saw. I was before that. I created that. And now I'm giving you the opportunity to make me Lord of your life and number one and first. Would you stand at your feet right across this place right now? Why don't we all put our hands upon our hearts right now? Why don't we pray this prayer together? I'm praying this prayer sincerely. I'm praying this prayer from my heart. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I come to you right now. Just as I am, you know me, you love me, you have plans for my life. Dear Jesus, I make you number one. Lord, I put you first right now. Take the throne of my heart. I give you everything. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hey, hey. I cut out there. Just lift your hands towards heaven. I just want to pray over you. Dear Jesus, just release something of your hand, something of your grace, something of your mercies upon every family, every heart. We believe your promises today, Lord Jesus, that when you are first, we'll never become second. We'll never come second. So Father, today release something of your hand upon your people, young lives, Older the people that have been following you for some time, every age group in this place this morning, that you'd release something powerful in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Come on, guys. Garden is a life giving church with a passionate commitment to help people grow in a loving relationship with Jesus, to gather in a faith filled community, and to go and make a difference in our world. Find out more at gardenchurch.com. That's G A R D N Church.com. Or on Instagram and Facebook at gardenchurch. That's G A R D N Church.